Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you are. My name is Adam. Welcome to this pre-sales workshop. Before we get started, though, happy end of the quarter, start of the quarter. Yay! I don't know if you're working in SaaS. I work in SaaS. And um, if you're working in SaaS, typically your quarters are offset, fiscal's offset from the calendar. So there's a good chance if you are, you just rolled over to a new fiscal quarter. You just rolled over, maybe even rolled over to the second half of the year, H2. So the clock is reset. The counter's reset. Everything's reset to zero. And it's time to, uh, to get after it once again. So happy new fiscal quarter. Happy maybe H2. Um, I think as I reflect on that, uh, for, for us in pre-sales, it means we've got some planning that if we haven't started that planning already, we definitely are starting it now. And it's planning for deals, planning for demos with our AEs, with our sellers. Um, so I'm in that cycle myself. I've been thinking about how to improve planning effectiveness because no one is asking for more meetings. No one needs more prep sessions. No one needs more messier calendars. Um, they're full enough. My calendars is terrible, probably just like yours. But when you've got a, a lot of planning to do, when you've got very little time to do it, the, 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 the pressure gets turned up a little bit. And of course, it's easy and it's super tempting to take shortcuts uh, in planning to take shortcuts in those really critical strategy sessions. So I've been thinking about how do I focus on developing effectiveness so that we have some resiliency in our opportunities, in our motions with prospects, customers, uh, so we can maintain that velocity. So we're not adding more meetings, we're not adding more sessions, but we're making the time that we do have that much more effective. And I was reminded recently of a really, really powerful tool to use, a technique to use that helps to quickly identify gaps, helps uh, identify opportunities in those planning efforts. And the technique itself is called inversion. You may have heard about it. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's workshop. So today we're going to talk about what is inversion, how can it be used in pre-sales, We'll talk about some examples. We'll bring that to life a little bit in practice. And then I'll give a demonstration and a link out to a quick little checklist of, of an inversion uh, kind of process that you can download, you can use in your planning efforts today. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right. What is inversion and how can it be used in pre-sales? So I think about inversion really as a thought concept. It's, um, it's not a framework, but it's a thinking technique that can be really advantageous for us. Now, if taking a step back, when we're working with our sales counterparts, when we're engaged with them, we're, we're planning really in a forward-thinking motion. That forward-thinking motion usually means we're sort of starting and we're making a plan and moving, moving towards the end of the plan. For, let's, for example, say, let's take a meeting. We're, we're thinking about a start and an end, and then we're going to move forward through the meeting. Um, it's, it's a it's a rote sort of set of habits. Why wouldn't we plan like that? That's typically how all of our planning works. It's natural. It, it, it supports a familiar flow. It's easy for a customer to understand. So when we think about breaking that down, we're, we're thinking about all of these things, these bits and bytes when we're planning for a meeting or a demo. So what's the goal? Uh, what's the order? What's the agenda? We talked in the last workshop about demo agenda. What's the flow of the demo, even if we're thinking about planning? And as I mentioned, all these things have a start and an end. And um, as we think about our planning, we follow that start and end 
process. Now, what, what inversion challenges us to do is it challenges us to think backwards. So instead of thinking forwards through the planning cycle, <coughs> excuse me, we think backwards. We want to drive that thought process in reverse. The, the power behind this is really, is really because we're working backwards through something. And when we work backwards through something, it really helps to shine a light on maybe some blockers that we didn't see because we're so accustomed to thinking forwards through something. Maybe there are issues in our planning mindset or planning process that weren't obvious when we were thinking about it, going through it from a forward-looking perspective. Now, the, the other side of that coin is, and equally as important, is it's a great way to eliminate bias in our selling motions. And it, it helps us identify maybe what we want to avoid during a demo. And if, if you can hear me now, this is little Miss Olive, little puppy that just came in. Yes, Olive, hello. You can't see Olive, but she's down here. Hi, Olive. Um, so think about the bias in sales. You've probably seen this a little bit, this bias in sales. Hey, the demo went great. The meeting went great. Yeah, I think we really got them. I think we answered all of their questions. Oh, there's Miss Olive. See you later. I think we answered all of their questions. Um, yeah, I feel really good about this deal. And then what happens? Crickets, nothing, right? So bias is really rampant. And inverted thinking, inversion as a thought concept and a planning concept can really help us root some of those out. Now, you might be thinking, well, Adam, look, we already, we already start with the end in mind. Um, we, we start with, we begin, begin with the end, and then we work our way back. What's, what's the big deal? What's, like, what, what's so different about inversion? Well, inversion, it's different than starting with the end in mind and working backwards. Because in that particular scenario, every option, every path that you might choose is simply a variation to the same goal. So you're starting with the goal and you're working through various ways to get to that goal. So you just have these options. Now, inversion, the goal itself changes. It's the practice of considering this alternate version or opposite perspective from your original goal. So instead of approaching this planning for a meeting, let's say with the end in mind, as a good meeting, maybe an inverted way of thinking is to say, well, that meeting was awful. How did that happen? And then work through that thought process there. So let's let's take this from theoretical and let's bring it down to some practical levels. I want to jump into the whiteboard and we'll bring this to life and then illustrate how we can put this into practice. So let's jump over there. All right, everybody, let's bring this to life. Let's use the example of planning for a meeting. Something we all do a lot of. When I'm planning for a meeting, I, I have a concept of a starting point in the meeting, and I usually have a goal that I want to achieve. And thinking about this from moving left to right, our planning usually takes us along this path. Planning uh, what happens at the beginning and the various steps and motions along the way to reach my goal. This is a visual of what forward thinking typically looks like. 
Now, earlier, though, we had asked the question, well, relative to inverted thinking, what about this concept of beginning with the end in mind? Well, beginning with the end in mind is a fantastic strategy for planning, but what it actually is asking you to do is it's actually asking you to if to examine all possible options to reach the goal. Because if we begin with the end in mind, what's the path look like to get there based on certain conditions in the meeting? There may be many paths to reach that objective. And this strategy really asks you to understand in detail what those possible outcomes are and then pick, pick the best one. But here's what doesn't change. The goal. The goal of the meeting still remains the same, even if we're beginning with the end in mind. So what inverted thinking looks like is this. What inverted thinking looks like is it asks you to change the goal. So instead of a red circle, now we have a purple circle. Now, by changing the goal and specifically by turning it into the opposite of what you are trying to achieve, you now set yourself up for a thought process and the conditions to ask yourself the question, well, if my objective is the opposite, so for example, if my objective is to, um, if my inverted goal is to have a distracted audience during my demo, uh, it's the world's worst demo and the audience was super distracted, now I might think about what are the options or what are the things in this meeting that would have needed to exist in order to make this an awful demo, in order to have an audience very distracted. And I can go and list those things. So in this case, it might be, well, I want notifications turned on. That's a huge distraction. I may have some background noise. I may also have a bad network. Now, using this very simplified example, by inverting the goal and asking what's the opposite, having a, you know, what's the opposite of a great demo? A terrible demo. I now have a list of items that I know I need to avoid. And I also know what I need to change in my current environment in order for me to reach my original objective. And even though this example is really, really simple, it illustrates the powerful nature of how inversion can be really, really effective at unlocking hidden obstacles, removing bias, and making your overall planning much more effective. And that's the purpose of the inversion tool here. Now, this is set up for a meeting, but you can substitute meeting with demo opportunity relationship, whatever you want. But this tool asks you to articulate four things. And to be very, very specific about thinking about these things is how you can then surface what you need to change in order to avoid them. So the first is, what's your goal? Like, what is the goal of a meeting? But it's also then followed by the question, what's the inverted goal? By stating your non-inverted and inverted goal, you really get a sense of um, what am I really trying to avoid here? Uh, and how can I clearly state that? The third question is to list out what are the things that you would do to reach your inverted goal? What are the conditions that would need to be present to have a demo that goes wrong, that's bad, where you have an audience that isn't engaged, where you have an audience that is remains unqualified and unconvinced in your product. And the last question is the most important here. What do I need to change so I don't meet my inverted goal? What do I need to modify about my approach? How do I need to change my planning? What are the things that ultimately I want to avoid in this planning process so that I can ultimately hit my original objective? So you can use this tool to very specifically articulate these four areas. You'll find a link to the tool below in the comments. Let's jump out of the whiteboard and wrap things up.
Well, that's all the time we have for today's workshop. You can find links to any of the supplemental information that I mentioned in the workshop in the comment section below. Smash those like buttons, smash the subscribe buttons on whatever platform you're watching. And listen, if you download the tool, drop me a DM, leave a comment below. Let me know how things are going. Let me know if you like it, if it's working for you or whatever we can do to change it and make it better. Thanks so much for joining and we'll see you next time right here in the workshop. <laughs>